0: Hey guys, welcome to Backlot Review, an official part of the Backlot Podcast Network. If this is your first time tuning in, this is a podcast where myself and my co-host Nick uh, basically talk and review the latest uh, television shows and uh, films that are out in theaters. In this episode specifically, we're taking a look at Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 3, The Long Night. Uh, this is a really good one in particular because Nick and I both feel pretty strongly about this episode. However, um, our opinions are very different. So without further ado, here's the episode. Hope you guys enjoy. Run. I just want you to know. I wish... The things I did... Everything you did brought you where you are now. Where you belong. Home.
1: This might be one of the most defi- like divisive episodes that I could think of of Game of Thrones. Um, But I saw it a second time yesterday again. And yeah, I think it's a pretty good episode. I do think that there are some issues with, um, I guess, I guess the editing and just a lot of the, just like certain characters, you know, ending up in places that they ended up. There was just a lot of, it, it was just very, um, it was, it was very jumbled. It was very, it, it felt chaotic, but at the same time, I wouldn't pass, put it past the creators that you know, they did that on purpose to make you feel like you were in this battle and it was just hectic. Um, but other than that, yeah, I really liked it. Uh I know you didn't like it at all. I remember you texting me. I actually hadn't finished the episode yet when you texted me. So no, I I, t- wasn't, I text
0: you I texted you before the episode ended.
1: I wasn't even on that part. I was like ten minutes behind.
0: Oh so I was like, dude,
1: what are you talking about? Uh you sent me a text, like you were like, that's it. And then I, I don't think I really responded until after, but I was like, dude, what do you mean? Like, I know you didn't like it, so you could go on what you think. And then we could talk about, because we have two different viewpoints on this.
0: Okay. So this episode, all right. So this episode has been hyped up for a while now, really since production on this season really went underway um they've been hyping up this episode as a spectacle um and how this episode rivals the battle of helms deep in uh, lord of the rings the two towers in terms of scale but um after being hyped up for so long i had really high expectations for this episode
1: i mean everybody had high expectations for this episode
0: i know i know everyone really <laughs> did um and this episode left me really unsatisfied I mean in a in a way that many television shows haven't in the sense that i feel I feel robbed,
1: yeah, but I feel like you feel robbed because you were expecting something that you didn't get, like this show like yeah. pe no, no no, like like this is what I'm gonna say, everyone's like this show isn't it's it's so far from what it was from season one, no, this show well, okay, first of all, this is a spoiler podcast so if you haven't seen it like i'm sorry this is gonna be spoilers yeah but um no like people are saying like oh this is so far this isn't anything like it was from season one when they kill off ned stark well yeah the show literally did what it does best the show literally it it did something that you were not gonna expect at all it killed off the night king that's what happened
0: okay but (laughs) like (laughs) i have i have a problem with that when um the Night King has been built up as this huge threat since literally the first two. Actually, the first two scenes of the show actually uh, involve the Night King and oh, the, or the White Walkers directly or uh, by name. And then his first big battle past the Wall, he, he dies. I have a problem with that because that now that makes the Night King um this kind of huge joke and um it really ruins the threat that him and the white walkers posed throughout the whole series um where these people have been talked about uh as um let me see how do i put this um these people have been talked about as the biggest threat in Westeros um basically in all of its history bringing about you know almost destroying mankind once before um and how they're going to do it yet again and then in their first episode like really featured they're gone uh, I, mean, I have yeah. a big problem with that i i have a big problem with that because um this has been established over eight seasons as this huge um um this huge threat and this huge uh, force of evil that mm-hmm. our heroes must overcome and just like that it's over
1: well, yeah. I mean, th- th- the show did what the show needed. Like, had the Night King won, what would have happened? He doesn't talk. We know nothing about him. He's, like, yeah, he's an interesting character in theory, but he's interesting because we know nothing about him.
0: Okay, yes. That's, that's what I,
1: makes villains interesting. You know nothing about them.
0: Yes. He won, uh, well, well, actually, I disagree.
1: <laughs> like, disagree. Had he won, nothing would have happened.
0: No, no, no. I don't want him. Okay. I didn't want him to like win the Iron Throne. Obviously I'm not expecting I'm him to win had the Iron he, Throne. Had he
1: won in this battle, like, like what would have happened? They would have been a recreate, like they would have had to go and fight him either way. So they just got it out of the way. That's what it was. They, this is they, like this, it's called a game of Thrones for a reason. <laughs>
0: like, like okay. Yeah. But like the, the series, like the book series is Song of Ice and Fire. Now I understand that this isn't the book this- though. I know. I understand that. And I understand that the shows have gone a separate way. But when you establish this main overarching villain from the very beginning and then um, have him... Okay, so you have him established in the first episode of the series, right? You establish the threat of the White Walkers early on. And In the end of Season 2, you really see the strength of their... Oh, you begin to see just... Um, how big the army is um in that last scene when Sam is uh hiding behind the rock and uh you see uh the Greg Popovich white walker um the one that looks like oh, him yeah, with yeah, the long yeah. hair <laughs> um, so then that happens and then in season 3 i think when Sam kills the white walkers another time you see them and then you have a hard home which is the biggest sign of just how powerful the, the Night King is and the White Walkers are and um, how much of a struggle it's going to be to defeat them. And then when I think of Hard Home and how they set up this threat of the Night King and the White Walkers um, and how perfectly it establishes uh, just how much of a problem it's going to be for our heroes mm-hmm. and then you rewatch the Long Night and just how quickly they kind of deal with this problem and how um and how they they get over it it's it's really unsatisfying and um like as a game of thrones fan i feel i feel cheated because this threat has been teased for us for so long and we still don't really know anything now i'm not expecting that i was not expecting the night king to talk or to monologue um because that actually would have been terrible um because i think he's he's way better when he's not speaking he's much more intimidating but we still don't know what the night king really wants now okay i know bran said that he wants to kill bran so that humankind like has no memory of him but you're telling me he needs an entire army to storm winterfell to kill bran Because let's be honest, he could have just flown up into into Winterfell by himself, killed Bran, and then peaced out. So obviously, there's something else that he wants there, besides bringing in an endless night. Okay. So we don't really know yet what he truly wanted. Uh, We don't really know the purpose of the White Walkers, because now the White Walkers were fucking useless. There was not one big scene with them throughout the entire series that showed their importance or what role they served. Besides, I guess being his lieutenants, we didn't even get a big. Ba- we didn't even get a battle scene between a White Walker and a main character. Now, I know I mean, if well, they're
1: basically just zombies. Like they're, they're that's the issue with the White Walkers is the same issue they have in Avengers. Like in the first huge battle, like they're just fighting like these faceless villains and nobody cares about. Like that's they're just zombies. That's that. They're not. You're not supposed to care about them. Like, that's what I mean.
0: Are. But they've been, but they've been hyped up as I don't want to say more than just zombies, but they've definitely been hyped up throughout the series because Craster, back when there were wildlings and free folk north of the wall, cra- these were Craster's kids. These were once a human, like human boys. Oh, and... you're talking about
1: the actual White Walkers. Oh,
0: okay. No no, my... wait, no, no, no. I'm talking about the actual whites, like, like his yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not I thought you were talking about.
1: Yeah, okay, that's what I thought you were talking about. Okay, so you're talking about the. Yeah,
0: I'm talking about the actual White Walkers. Mm-hmm. Craster, these are Craster's babies, and these were important enough to give to the Night King to kind of have his armies, and now they're just like lieutenants. And mm-hmm. they've had moments where they're where they've been hyped up throughout the series as well. You know, hard home, um, the episode where they go over the wall in season seven to go get the the zombie to bring to Cersei, and they just kind of die. Like that's it. Yeah. Like the, it's just my point is
1: it's not a satisfying ending for you.
0: Exactly. My 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 frustrations aren't with the fact that the Night King died, obviously. He was not going to make it to the end of the season. My frustrations are with how satisfying, how unsatisfying, this huge threat that had been built up for eight seasons, how they left it kind of in the dirt. Now, I understand the whole Cersei's been a villain since season one. Okay. I get that. But her as a threat, she has not been been built upon. Throughout the story and the narrative since the very beginning. Her the narrative for Cersei shifted throughout the series as she rose to power and began to lose her sanity. Mm -hmm. Whereas the narrative for the White Walk like the narrative for Game of Thrones has been about the White Walker since season one. And a lot of character arcs and um a lot of people's character development relies on the fact that the fight, the true fight of Westeros does not lie south for the throne. It is the fight against these White Walkers. And that's been a huge part of a lot of characters' development. Jon, Daenerys, Tyrion, um, I guess Varys, and everyone who's literally on Jon's side right now. And then after one episode, it's done?
1: Oh, yeah. That's... That, that, that like like what i say like it's it's called game of thrones for a reason like the night king it like yeah i get that he was hyped up throughout this entire show that oh my god he's this threat what's he going to do what's he going to do what's he going to do and it's just it, you know maybe he first of all the night king's not even in the books um like he, he was just it just seems that yeah, maybe but he, his
0: threat his threat is present in the books he just hasn't been revealed it, yet
1: no there's no night king in the books like there's that's what it is. I'm a hundred, almost a hundred percent sure. There's oh. no, there's no, there's no Night King. The I'm Night King the was. White, I'm was, saying the white. Oh, Walker, the whites. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but like it, it's just like, it's okay. Like I don't know. Like I don't, I don't understand what. Like for me and a couple friends that I have, like we were like before the episode started, we were all talking about, okay, what's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? And me and one friend, we were just like, yeah, the Night King's gonna die, and Cersei's the true villain that's that's what's going to end up happening because it's going to be better for writing and it's just it makes more sense like yeah the night king is cool and all but like th- th- there's not a lot to write about like he's not that interesting <laughs> he's he's not that interesting he's just he's just a badass like that's really all it is and he just wants to kill everybody and you know have one long night that's it like that's his motivation that is it and i just think that it's just unsatisfying for people and yeah maybe they bit off more than they could chew by having this giant battle which really wasn't that satisfying um just because it i'm not gonna say it looked messy but it was just very It it didn't live up to the hype that they were marketing. It was
0: hard to follow. It was hard to follow. It was hard to follow. It
1: it was very hard for them to live to live up to the hype, you know, because they were constantly oh, it took fifty five days to shoot. This is the longest battle in you know film history, and just I think by them doing that, that created a lot of expectations for people, and then Mm -hmm. it ended up pissing people off. But I would say it's like I'm going to say more people enjoyed this episode. More people disliked this episode. Because a lot of people, I would say, probably don't care about the Night King as much as they just think he's a badass.
0: Okay. All right. I can see where you're coming from in that sense. Um, However, I'm still upset that the threat of the Night King was really no threat at all. And I want to put, like, I want to. Kind well, of, in a way,
1: he, he was a threat. I mean, they would have been screwed had he not been killed. They were, they would have lost. Like that's,
0: I, oh, yeah, they would have lost. But like in terms <laughs> of like what actually happened, like the threat of the White Walkers and the Night King, it's kind of a joke. Like there is no r- real, like I don't want to say weight behind the threat anymore. But I mean, he died in one episode. In this big battle involving him and his armies, only three secondary named secondary characters died, and I also want to talk about want to talk about this because I feel a lot of the deaths in this episode um, were really I don't want to say cheap because they weren't cheap, um, but a lot of the deaths in this episode. Well, that's my point actually there wasn't a lot of death in this episode in an episode about that supposedly you know um the end of the stopping the end of the world and then stopping the biggest army on the planet right now i mean and then people- like three char- named characters die i mean like okay like where's the thread in that where's the where are the stakes in this like okay because theon going into this episode we all knew theon was going to die um, mm-hmm. which which I just want to say now was probably my favorite scene of the episode. That was a very, very, very beautiful scene. Um, I mean,
1: the two main characters that died that were in Game of Thrones since the first episode were Jorah and Theon. Okay. Yeah, so, but Jorah so they,
0: hasn't really been useful in, like, two seasons.
1: Yeah, I know, I know, but, you know, he's still technically, you know, he's he's a main, I would consider him one of the main characters.
0: Eh, he's, He'd be like a one. He's, like he's a firmly no, no, no. I'd say he's firmly like a secondary character. No, I say yeah, no, but- no, no, no. Theon is a main character. I'd say Jorah is like firmly a secondary character, no it's more, just, no less.
1: At the end of the day, he was in there since since the first episode, so I think that's a main. That's a big character that dies. Yeah, um, but it, it. A lot of these characters, clear, like it's just I don't know. Like I, I, I agree with you on that, but. There are just some characters like Grey Worm. Um, there's a scene. I don't like. There's just my frustration is just that there was a lot of characters that when you're watching the show, it's just like, oh, you you should have died. Like it's it's very obvious you should have died. Like, like super,
0: to st- they had super plot armor. So yeah,
1: yeah. Like to start the episode off, you know, it's the Darthraki and then you have Jor leading them, and you know, they they first yeah. of all, that's a awesome shot.
0: Yeah, um, that's when
1: cool. it you know when you see all of them going into battle and you know you see their flaming swords and then they just start you know flaming out and then they all start running or whoever's left starts running back and you see jorah okay he survives that okay
0: (laughs) yeah how i
1: don't yeah that's convenient you know um you know but he eventually dies later on um who else you know we see the scene with gendry and the hounds at the front lines you know we see brienne and podrick and jamie at the front lines also and they
0: uh, it tormund i'm pretty sure there's one scene where like tormund gets overrun by like yeah tormund and then the next like the next shot he's just like standing up again
1: yeah and then you know we see gray worm also and he's in the front with the unsullied and then somehow he makes it you know, you see the shot of them getting attacked up front and then later on you see him in the back. Like, it, it's just, it, they did a messy job on that part. But at the end of the day, like, I don't know. I don't mind it. I don't mind it. Just because I, I don't expect the show to not, they're alive for a reason. You know, I'm expe- there's three episodes left. I'm ex- the show is keeping them alive for a reason. They have to. You know so I feel like we the, nobody you can't you can't be upset yet you can't you can't have really a fully like finished opinion just because the show's not over there's 3 episodes left we don't know what's going to happen you I know? mean
0: but as an episode uh yeah as an
1: episode as an episode that's an issue but at the same time it's like I I have faith that these characters have plot armor for a reason I mean Okay, I question. Okay. I question Gray Worm and Tormund. Completely.
0: Yeah, do Gray Worm and Podrick, Sande uh, Podrick. Uh, I mean, uh, Brienne. Brienne's story is pretty much over. Like her, at least her character arc. Like yeah, to, like those four characters right there. Really, I don't really see serving a much bigger role to so the central plot.
1: Yeah, like, I'm gonna be honest. What I yeah, thought was yeah, like what I thought was gonna happen was is that as soon as you see that like wave of you know white walkers coming towards them i was like oh crap they're just going to kill them off like like that like they're just going to hit them and they're gone like that's it like they're dead like you don't get a satisfying death if you know what i mean yeah they just die i thought that was going to end up happening and um, honestly
0: i would have preferred that over the constant death fakeouts which really bothered me about this episode uh, like with the grey
1: worm uh,
0: no, no 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 with everybody I know there was a scene. The scene in particular that I'm thinking of is after they retreat to Winterfell and they're fighting on top of the wall. Um, Jamie yeah. and Brienne, that like they're each in constant danger, like getting overrun. And then the last second, they're each like Some saving each other. Up. Yeah. Yeah. And like, okay, the first time, okay, I guess, like it happens. It's a common trope in Hollywood and television. Then the second time, whatever, I could live with it. But then. When it happens over and over again to different characters.
1: To Sam. The battle, the battle just loses
0: its... <laughs> yeah. The battle just loses its... It, the battle just loses its stakes. I know these characters aren't going to die if you're doing this. And then when they do die, if they do die, it, it loses the power that it should have had because I've already seen these characters almost die and then get saved constantly. It's not a fake out. It's just uninteresting. Yeah and right. that, that bothered me a lot in this episode. Um and another thing I, I want to talk to you about is it's convenient how out of everyone in the crips no named characters managed to die when the zombies came alive. Yeah, once
1: again that's just that's just plot armor. Like that's and,
0: But like in a in a show in an episode that had been built up for 8 seasons um
1: I was actually reading somewhere that or I was listening to a podcast or something um that uh, Man, I forgot who it was I was talking. Anyway, it was someone from Variety. I'm pretty sure they were talking about how uh, a lot of the scenes from the crypt were cut out. How there was like th- there was a lot of stuff that was cut out from the crypt of them actually fighting, like White Walkers or the undead in the crypt. So mm-hmm. I don't know why they cut that out, um, but I think they kind of missed an opportunity there.
0: But. Yeah, like in an episode that's been built up, that's been built upon for like. 8 seasons to have only 3 yeah, 3 secondary characters die. <laughs> uh it's just mm, it's really really unsatisfying, man. Yeah, and then, I get
1: you. I don't know. I I really liked the episode. I enjoyed the episode a lot.
0: And and then there was also that really awkward um Sansa and Tyrion scene. Think you know which one I'm talking about. Were you there... didn't like
1: that scene. I liked that scene. I okay, enjoyed that scene.
0: This is my problem with the scene: is that one moment we have Tyrion and Sansa, you know, looking at this dagger, and as you thought viewer, they were gonna off themselves. No, I, I thought it was interesting <laughs> because I didn't know. As a viewer, you're wonder, you're left wondering if they're gonna suicide pact or if they're gonna fight against the walkers. And then the shot changes, or the scene changes and then they're with everyone else again. There's no yeah. resolution, there's no resolution to that scene and we're supposed to really connect to that scene as viewers because we know the road that Tyrion and Sansa have been on and even together they they're I don't want to say they're really similar but you know, they've been on this character trajectory and they've crossed paths before. So we're really supposed to connect to the scene and it is a pretty powerful scene and then they're just all kind of together again. Like yeah. What? What happened in between i think it that just has like to do with after.
1: the editing wasn't it but like yeah it's just it is what it is like so like all right let me ask you this what did you like about the episode because we haven't even talked about john and daenerys and their dragons and all that
0: i didn't like john and daenerys and the dragons oh uh, oh i thought they were pretty useless throughout the entire episode um and i thought that the snowstorm was kind of a cheap uh and lazy way to remove the dragons and Jonathan Daenerys from the I equation. mean what other what other way would you expect them to remove it? I know that's like, the like thing. A, they're dragons. <laughs> that, <laughs> that's the thing. Um but it's still it's still like lazy writing to have that snowstorm awesome come in. I will say what I did like about the episode, it was really well shot um in terms of cinematography. I thought there were a lot of great shots, uh, a lot of good camera movement. Not as good as Battle of the Bastards we had in Battle of the Bastards we have that uh one shot, that long take of John in between the army kind of weaving through. Um Yeah. Um I will say that this was this did have good cinematography. Um not as good as I would have liked, but visually it did have a cool few shots, especially with the dragons. Uh one shot in particular with the um with the snowstorm approaching Winterfell and uh I think it's Drogon um is igniting um the Army of the Dead over in yeah. the distance, um and the fires like illuminating like the snowstorm in the background, so visually it was a pretty cool episode um but really, like I mean, I obviously did like some other things um I disliked how much fan service was in the episode, um like what liana,
1: how was that fan service?
0: Bro, come on.
1: I feel like they did that on purpose just because, like, let's be honest. Like, how old is she in the show? Like, 12 or whatever? Like She's, like, 12. A 12-year-old little girl would not survive in a battle like that. So, like, come on. You got to kill her. They just had to send her off in a cool way.
0: Yeah. And, like, I-, I like Liana as a character. And it's a cool moment where she kills that giant. And I like what it does for her character. But it was still super fan y in the way that it was done. And uh, like, there's no, like, I, I still liked it. I enjoyed it, but it's fan servicey dude. Like,
1: I mean, I don't know. I just, I I kind of, it is, but it's just, I don't really know what else to like, what do you expect? Like, what do you expect them to do? <laughs> like, that's, that's just the issue I have. Like, um, what else happened? Okay. So, you know, we have the dragons, we have them fighting, Oh, we had the dragon fight. Uh, the Night King's dragon. Who who was that? Was that John fighting the for Night like King? Thirty
0: 30? seconds.
1: Yeah. Um, that I looked think it was like... Drogon. It was no,
0: Drogon.
1: It was... No. Yeah. Exactly. Pretty sure it was... it was John. I don't know who John's dragon's name is. I don't.
0: I think John was writing Drogon for some reason.
1: Okay, but so John and the Night King, you know, they face off in their air battle with the dragons. Uh, that doesn't really last long. What else happens like i'm just trying oh okay well we have aria i think Ar- this was aria's episode in my opinion
0: yeah clearly pretty clearly it was her like, episode
1: pr- you know um wait I can think- we talk
0: about Arya really quick
1: yeah, yeah, yeah i was gonna say that this episode was basically this whole episode was foreshadowing her gonna her killing the night king
0: yeah when you have her in the library kind of like like sneaking around exactly um, showing how stealthy she is um and then a lot of Character arcs really finish, like end and finish with Arya, Barric, Barric Melisandre, Melisandre, the Hound. Well, yeah, no, I'd yeah. say I'd say the Hound. I'd say Arya's not. Nah,
1: really I would say the Hounds isn't over yet.
0: Oh no, it's not over. Not it's not oh, over okay, until okay. he kills the mountain. <laughs> but um, I'd say Arya has played a huge part in his in his development, and from what we can see looks like she's the one who kind of got him over his fear of fire.
1: Or I wouldn't say it's over his fear of fire. I would say that he cares about her that he, you know, had to deal with.
0: But yeah. remember, he was hesitant to even, like, fight at all once he saw the yeah. like, fire in the army. And then as soon as he saw Arya, he went straight for her.
1: Yeah, because he cares about her. That's what I would say. But, you know, I would say that this episode is clearly, like, like, the one person who doesn't fear death is the person that kills the Night King. Think about that.
0: Yeah. And if I'm being completely honest, initially I was bothered that Arya was the one who killed the Night King. I personally thought I was Team John on this, um after their confrontation from Hard Home. I thought it had been setting up a John and Night King battle really, really hard. Yeah. But then uh after talking to a friend of mine, um he pointed out to me like John would have gotten wrecked if he the <laughs> Night King, if, like one v one, John, shit stomped. So really, the only way to kill the Night King would have been through like an assassination attempt like this or kind of like last ditch yeah, effort. She,
1: yeah, she's an assassin. Like yeah. the entire show, she's an assassin. Literally,
0: and, literally and what then, she does.
1: And what do assassins do? Assassins kill people. Like and,
0: <laughs> and then there's also been like a lot of like really neat moments that kind of f- foreshadow this. Mm-hmm. Like um, the big one is in season three when Melisandre tells her uh, she sees Arya shutting a lot of eyes.
1: Yeah, she sees her shutting, what is it? She like says brown eyes. blue
0: eyes, green eyes, brown eyes. Yeah. Um. So that's a cool moment. But uh, someone told me that the writers really only decided to let Arya kill the Night King around three years ago, which would put it during the development of season seven. So I don't know if that initial talk with Melisandre was about something else, and then they switched it to Arya, like to kind of fit that a little bit better. Um, But either way, like although initially I was bothered that it was Arya, I have come to terms with it, and I like that it was Arya. Um, because I do think John is gonna serve his purpose later down the line. So I'm glad that it was Arya who did this and I really like seeing Arya's development. However, if she does kill Cersei, then I'll have a problem with it. Hmm. Because then she she's basically like the savior of the whole show and like the main character, which I would say that this show benefits from not having a main character. So if that whole green eyes prophecy is is really Cersei, I'm really gonna have a problem with that. I
1: mean, it might be. I'm really, really, same, really hoping it's like, not.
0: I know, I, I, and I think the show is.
1: She's. I don't I have know. a problem with it just because, like, she kills people. Like, <laughs> like that's her point. Like, not, not that's not her purpose. But she's an assassin. Like, like that's what it is. Like, that's what she does. Assassins kill people. You know.
0: I, I know. From a technical, from like a technical standpoint, you're right but from a storytelling perspective to have her kill off the two main villains of the show it's unsatisfying especially because i don't really think arya has as strong as a connection to cersei as a lot of well, other characters do
1: well she kind of does
0: okay she saw she saw cersei's family behead her her father it wasn't even cersei's orders well that well Especially actually tried to stop it. She did not want Ned beheaded. She wanted to send uh Ned to the wall. Now I understand that Arya probably doesn't know that. That's but what I'm saying. But she still doesn't have as strong as a connection to Cersei as, for example, Jamie.
1: Yeah, or Arya kills uh Cersei with Jamie's face.
0: That oh my god, don't I hate that theory. <laughs> that theory is so stupid.
1: Okay, so Let's pass by Arya, okay. Oh, also, uh the scenes with Baric, uh, you know, saving Arya, I don't know how many times he's been brought back by the Lord of Light or whatever. But uh Yeah, his whole purpose was just basically to to save her, essentially, right? He was like, very
0: he was very Christ-like at the end. The way, yeah, he where you
1: literally see him in the shape of a cross. Yeah, okay, I—I I caught that also. Yeah,
0: super on the nose. Um, um but y- his arc was pretty cool. I mean, yeah, like
1: on- his purpose was just—you know—to constantly be coming back until until his time was done, like until he did what he needed to do.
0: If I'm being honest, his death hit me. Uh. Death would be pretty hard for like a, a tertiary character. I didn't
1: really care to be honest. Like I don't know. I was just he was just one of those characters where it's like, all right, man, when, like <laughs> you've died like a bunch of times. Like, come on, man, when's yeah, it gonna that, be for real?
0: <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I've always liked Beric as a character because of his sword and his demeanor. Yeah, but um, I thought that scene was 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 pretty cool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I thought Jorah's death scene was done. Pretty well. thought it was handled pretty well. Uh, you know, his last stand.
1: For his um, queen.
0: Yeah. Uh, trying to save his queen and the love of his life. Um, pretty tragic character, if I'm being honest.
1: I mean, <laughs> yeah, he died in the friend zone. <laughs> he died um. in the
0: friend zone. Um, <laughs> like, the whole, like, I don't want to say problem, but his whole, like, rift between his house and himself. Well, the Mormon house is gone. Yeah, House Mormont is done. J.O.R. is dead. Liana's dead. Jorah's dead. Rip to House yeah. Mormont. This episode's oh, for man. you.
1: We're also forgetting about Ed's death.
0: Ed I was cool, me. but I brought oh, this up.
1: But, man, up. Sam, you, bro, go to the crypt bro. Like, dude, <laughs> like, man, like, so many people died because of him. And every time we see Sam, it's either him on the floor, him being tackled by a white walker ending up on the floor or him on a top of on top of dead bodies crying. Like, like, come on, man, like.
0: And, okay, I want to bring (laughs) up something about about Ed because I like Ed. I have liked Ed since he was introduced. He never got his body burned, but
1: he he always said it.
0: I want to use Ed as an example. Of shows kill and movies killing off tertiary characters to heighten stakes, even though like it's a really cheap way of doing it. Um mm-hmm. whereas yeah, people may have liked Ed, but I when when okay, when this episode finished, the people I watched this with, we were talking about the deaths of the episode, and then I said, I bet you that almost all of you didn't even know Ed's name until I said it. Yeah. And then they were like, oh, yeah, you're kind of right. Like I, like, I didn't know his name. Uh, and now I'm not saying that you need to know a character's name to yeah, be attached yeah. to him and to like it's him. It's just
1: his name, but he wasn't a main character. So that's, yeah, he wasn't,
0: wasn't even a secondary character. And I just think it's another example of shows killing off, like, like keeping tertiary characters throughout the show, like drawing them out to then kill them during moments like these to heighten tension, but it doesn't really work. Mm-hmm. Like, like you, when it's obvious like that, you can kind of see through it. Now, I am sad that Ed is, is gone because I think out of all the Night's Watch, he was by far the most loyal to John, and I really mm-hmm. liked him because of that. Now, I'm again, I'm not saying he was a bad character. He was a good... I liked him a lot, but it still felt cheap the way that they handled him. I think he deserved more. Yeah, I get you.
1: I mean, yeah, I mean we. Then we also have Theon's death, which was, in my opinion, uh,
0: my my favorite part of the show. Yeah, we
1: have him. We have him die with Bran, Um, and that's also that that scene with Bran where he tells him, you know, Theon, you know, you're a good man. Thank you. That's Uh, that's that's Bran. That's not the Three Eyed Raven. Yeah, I think that's what it's clearly trying to point to. That that is Bran. That's not the Three Eyed Raven. And, um, Um, um,
0: if I'm being honest, that part when, um, when Bran tells Theon that all the choices you made brought you back here, home, I'm not gonna lie, like, that kind of made me, that kind of choked me up a bit. Like, seeing the whole, the journey that Theon has been on, um, and how it's ending, going one-on-one versus the fucking Night King. Yeah. I, as a Theon, as Theon's number one fan, I... Lo- I absolutely loved it. I'm sad I to mean, see him he go. Could've,
1: he could have gone out in a little bit of a better way. Dude, he I mean, had
0: no chance against the Night King, bro.
1: Oh, I, that's the point though. You know, so and he
0: had just he had just <laughs> he had just fucked up like a bunch of zombies, bro. The guy was like aimbot out there with his bow and arrow. And then Yeah, that's true. And then he went out 1v1 versus the Night King. I'm sad to see him go. But I think after it's all said and done. Um, I think even right now, I'll say it. I'll say it outright. Theon has been the most interesting character in the show. I think Theon has had by far the best character arc. I think better than yeah. Jamie.
1: No, yeah, yeah. I, I would say that the best character arcs in the show are probably Theon, Jamie, um... Sansa, Sansa.
0: I'd say Theon, Jamie, Sansa are, are, are the top three, but I- oh, Arya's up there.
1: Are it's just the thing like I feel like after Theon kind of like a toss up of you could argue whoever you want at that point, really, like that's a valid like argument, um but yeah, I mean Theon's death was good also theon theon uh you know he spent his life running away to the end he died running running towards the night king, and that was then beautiful, getting slaughtered, but uh um. Yeah. It's hard I to really, watch, man. I really did like the scene though. Oh wait! Before we get to the part of the Night King and Bran, that scene of of Danny, uh, you know, lighting up the Night King with fire, and then you you see that scene where he gives her the smirk. Oh my God. Like,
0: I did you not like that. that? I hated that. Actually. Really? Yeah, I hated that. I Why? Think it was- it's so corny, dude. <sighs> Like, I understand what they were going for, okay? I completely understand that what that smirk signifies. Yeah, he but it bro, signifies that, like... But, bro, from a character who's been so stoic throughout the entire show, like, from the few times that we have seen him and his demeanor and the way that he composes himself, a smirk like that is so corny i don't care who you are i don't care what villain you are unless you're an unless you're an animated villain and by animated i don't mean the art style i mean yeah in like personality wise um when you're a villain like the night king smirks like that are you have to do them right and i don't think this was handled the right way and it just i mean the first time it was like
1: corny like the first time we see the night king raise the dead he kind of gives off a little smirk to John.
0: I I don't I don't see it. I I really don't see it. But anyway. Like I think have... if would have imagine if he would have just stayed like stoic throughout that. I think it would have been they would have been a lot cooler like like okay, I'm unfazed by your fire.
1: Yeah. That made a lot of people think whether or not he was a Targaryen, but timeline-wise that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um but And then we also have John after that, you know, chasing after the Night King, and you think that you're going to get that one-on-one fight. Which I will say that that I think bothered. uh, I would have wanted to see him fight someone. You know what I mean? Because John really doesn't do anything this episode.
0: Yeah, he he's pretty useless throughout this episode. Uh,
1: I did like that scene though with the Night King, kind of just looking at John, and he just raises everyone um i thought that was pretty cool i didn't get though why john kept like he was running towards him and then he would like kind of stop and then like keep running it's like dude like you don't have a lot of time before all these people are raised like
0: <laughs> okay but but no like I, I i agree with you that that i feel robbed that we didn't see the night king fight anyone um, even though John would have gotten demolished, I still think we were owed a one v one between John and the Night King, after what's been set up,
1: mm-hmm. now, or just the Night King and a main character.
0: I think it had to have been John. If the Night King is gonna fight anyone, it had to have been John. Yeah, I but then John would have died most likely. You know, <laughs> you know. I mean, bro, we've seen how the show has come in and, and done some
1: safeguards. Yeah, but I'm sure they could have done br- the
0: same thing with John.
1: But I don't know if they'd be able to do it again
0: like I'm not no I'm not saying bring him back to life I'm just saying to save him a minute
1: yeah okay um then we also have that face off with Jon you know when he's going through he gets into Winterfell and he's trying to get to to Bran and every and I'm assuming that's who he's trying to get to um then we have him with that scene with the dragon where he kind of just like screams in the dragon's face
0: screams at the dragon
1: uh I was kind of expecting the dragon to like you know, attack him and then it would show that oh he can't get burned. He's a Targaryen.
0: Yeah, but... I was expecting that too, honestly.
1: But I saw on Twitter that uh someone pointed out that John in one of the earlier seasons gets burnt by a lamp. So I oh. guess that- <laughs> he could clearly be burned.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't know that. To
1: yeah. Uh so yeah, John Snow, you know, didn't really do much for me this episode. Uh,
0: Daenerys really didn't do much
1: yeah but she did more than Jon did she? she did she kind of has her own like Battle of the Bastards scene where you know how in Battle of the Bastards how Jon goes after you know Ramsay after he kills Rickon yeah. uh, we see that with Daenerys with the Darthraki that she's like oh yeah like I'm gonna go in and like I'll go fight like you know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh,
0: her- hold on I wanna bring up how like God-awful of a plan that was? Like, you have two dragons. Why are you going to send your entire cavalry? Like, to their deaths, like, first. Did you expect your cavalry to come back alive? Like, what was their plan? (laughs) Because they had the cavalry running first, and then they had their siege weapons. Were they just going to shoot their siege weapons, like, towards like that that fight but then in the fight they said hold on don't shoot we have our men there so like yeah. what was the point point? and also you have dragons why don't you just go and, and like like fuck shit up with your dragons like that it just didn't make it didn't make a lot of sense honestly and it just felt like like hey let's do something like crazy like let's cut off all the dothraki to kind of raise the stakes but mm-hmm. when you think about it it's just kind of stupid
1: I think this is just more of a setup. Now their army is kind of depleted, so. Oh, definitely, hmm.
0: definitely. Now they're going into this battle with Cersei with like fifteen people and two dragons. Yeah. All
1: right. So then we finally have Brandon the Night King. Their little, you know, uh, confrontation. First of all, I loved the score that was going on, and I loved how it was like in slow motion. I really liked that they did that.
0: The music was incredible. This episode, I'll yeah. say that. With that, so another piano. thing I really liked. Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, I I, think
0: it was also funny how like the Night King got caught monologuing without even monologuing.
1: (laughs) I mean, man, that was a good scene. I, I, I found that scene very like, I, I don't, I don't even know how to say like, I found that scene very satisfying. Just because, you know, you see, this was, this was like, this is what it was leading. This is what he was planning for. This is, this is, this was his plan. You know, he comes up, he pulls up on Bran. He kind of, they kind of stare at each other. Bran, you know, Bran looks scared. Um, And then for a hey. quick, yeah, I thought scared? to me, he looked a little bit scared. He looked like, well, okay.
0: Yeah, and I can kind of see it.
1: Also, you also get a quick glance of Bran looking down, like by not looking down, but he stops making eye contact with the Night King. And then he looks back up and the Night King gives him that, that head tilt like what are you doing and then you know we see the white walker his hair you know move a little bit and that's obviously signaling you know it's Arya who's pulling up and you know that scene where she jumps at the Night King he chokes her out she drops her knife and kills him okay I thought that scene was done very well And if you go back and you look at it, it's clearly a setup that like it's clearly set up that she's about to come in.
0: Okay. The actual scene of Arya killing the Night King. Like her actually doing it. Like from once he grabs her to his death.
1: I thought he was going to kill her to be honest.
0: Yeah, I thought he was going to kill her too. And honestly, I think I would have preferred that over him dying right now, but whatever the scene of Arya actually killing the Night King was pretty well done. Um, um, especially with it being the dagger that Bran gave Arya before. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a well done scene. But how did Arya even get to the Night King? And this has been subject to a lot of conversation on, on the internet, on Twitter, on Reddit, Instagram. Yeah, how there's... did Arya get to the Night King? Did she just like run past the White Walkers and like, no one stopped her? We don't know. And I think that's okay.
1: Because I feel like her as a character, I feel like her killing the Night King is earned as a character.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. I'm not saying it's not earned. So but... I'm saying
1: but that's why I'm saying that we don't need an explanation of how she got there because it she's in a like what I keep saying, she's an assassin. She's going to find a way to kill people.
0: I disagree because in that scene, it's literally Bran, the Night King, and then the Night King is like literally surrounded by his troops like literally surrounded by his troops mm-hmm. like where uh, did Arya drop down on him it doesn't look like she did it very clearly looks like she ran up from behind him but in order to have ran up from behind him she needed to run past all of his lieutenants like, like maybe we'll get an explanation
1: thing. next episode you know
0: oh no i'm sure we all i'm sure we will but remember we're reviewing on on this episode like Like, not reliant on the next episode to answer questions. Like, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, we're reviewing this episode for strictly what happens this episode and things, like, prior to it, like, lead up to it. Yeah. So, like, as of right now, as of this recording, we have no idea how Arya even managed to sneak up to the Night King. Now, again, her killing him, I think, was handled pretty much as well as they could have done. Mm Mm-hmm. But just the events leading up to that, it raises a lot of questions. Now, like you said, maybe they'll be answered next episode. Maybe they won't. I guess we're going to have to wait until Sunday to see. But as of right now, like we still have no idea how she did it. And we also have no idea uh, why Brand, what Brand was doing this whole time. We never talked about that.
1: Man, what if they just screw with everybody and this whole episode was a vision?
0: <laughs> Jesus. No, nah, that's not going to happen, but that would
1: that would be something. Well, <laughs> that would be funny. Um yeah. I'm so
0: sure that they're going to that they're going to answer the question of what was Brad doing the whole time? Yeah. Cuz that's cuz bro, he was gone like the entire episode. He just kind of peaced out. Yeah. But um I think that's pretty interesting to see like what was happening with him. Um Uh, yeah, pretty much brings us to the end of the episode.
1: Actually, no, you're missing one more part. Where Melisandre, she dies. That's it. Oh, yeah, you're Right. right. Yeah. And we see that scene with Davos behind. Well, we also see in the beginning of the episode, not in the beginning or somewhere, you know, once the episode starts that she pulls up and, you know, she tells Davos, she's like, you don't have to kill me. I'll be dead by the, you know, I'll be dead by morning or I'll be dead by the end of the night. Um, And then we finally see that scene of her walking off and you see Davos behind her with his sword, like kind of getting ready, not ready to kill her, but contemplating whether or not he should, mm-hmm. you know, and you just see her walk off. I think that was the best shot in the entire, in the entire episode of her just walking off and dying.
0: Yeah. It was cool. Um, And I think Melisandre has been like low key, one of the better secondary characters. I think mean, she's had a really interesting arc. I think she's- Yeah. Like, in general, just really interesting character. Um I was expecting when I in this episode, however, in a completely different role. I thought she was going to show up, like, towards the end of the battle, like, the last minute, to kind of save them. Um Obviously, that didn't happen, but she had her... She had her uses. Um, her point in this episode was 100% to just hype up Arya. Like, basically make Arya realize that, like, hey, this is your destiny. Your destiny is to kill the Night King. Yeah. Um, because really, like when she lit up the, the the wood, she fails. When she lights up the Dothraki sword, they get she wrecked. fails. Yeah. So really, that was really her purpose, and really, she did what she needed to do, and then she she just kind of died. But did she have to die? Well, yeah. She says the, the question. She, the thing is that she said she
1: was going to die. Like, what her her purpose is over. She says it. Like, I'm going to die. Like, when I come back, I'm we're gonna die like that's what's gonna happen like
0: (laughs) yeah i guess that's her
1: purpose that was her whole purpose in the show you know she was constantly reading i guess these prophecies wrong you know she thought stannis was the one the king that was promised then she thought it was john then john dies and she's like okay like
0: well no she no 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 she she brings john back because she thinks it's the prince that was promised
1: all right and then at one point she thinks it's john and dan that are you know And then it's so it's kind of just, I guess, trial and error, (laughs) you know, with.
0: Yeah, I guess. Because that's (laughs) something I I think
1: that's something that the show clearly establishes. Like with visions, she could see, but she kind of she has to piece it together herself. Um, Same thing with Bran that Bran could kind of see into the future, but he needs to piece it together and it's not all there.
0: Uh, Can he see in the future? I don't think he can, actually. Yeah, he can. He can was that established
1: it's established that he could see visions but he can't he can't it's not clear that's why he tells Arya, here you're gonna need dagger for what like it's you're gonna need it like i don't know why you get what i mean like okay okay that's what i take from it and i think it's very like i and you know i'm kind of glad that he can't see everything because then that would just ruin the entire show because you could just tell them how to win like (laughs) um so yeah uh that's man that's basically the episode i mean listen next week guys if you want to hear you know episode four of game of thrones be sure to follow us on twitter at inside backlot uh you could email us at inside backlot at gmail.com you know give us a rating let us know what you think and thank you for listening
0: thank you guys all right, so I'm gonna end this Craig recording, mm-hmm. and then put the other one. Start the other uh, one, just so we don't. Make it. Yeah, I know. Hold on, I wanna go to the bathroom. Hold yeah, go, go, go.